Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show from Makeshift Studios, deep in the heart of Stately Maine Manor. I am your host, Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me here for the show. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. Folks, it is the time of the year to start putting some shows in the can because of the busy holiday schedule. As you're listening to this, I leave tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Thursday for North Carolina and Virginia for the Thanksgiving holiday and also to um, help out my in-laws because my mother-in-law is having uh, surgery. So going to be on the road. So I've got to record this week's show and next week's Thanksgiving show before I leave. So just starting to stack shows. When I get back, it'll be a mad rush to record shows before I leave and have the Christmas holidays. So it is the time of the season. With that in mind, my wife and I are trying to become better versions of ourselves, get into shape. We have joined a gym and I went tonight and walked about two miles, a mile and a half, two miles on their indoor track and my wife swam laps in their pool and then we both relaxed for a few minutes in their hot tub so pretty good financial decision for us to join the gym and a good physical decision all the way around since it is november and i'm in the thanksgiving mood Today, we look at the Saturday night's main event from November 1986 from the WWF. This was Saturday night's main event number eight, shown on NBC Thanksgiving weekend, November the 29th, 1986. November the 29th is my wife's birthday, but this was two years before she was born. It was recorded November the 15th, 1986, from the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena in Los Angeles, California. There were 16,000 in attendance, and the show did a 9.7 rating on NBC. Jesse Ventura welcomes us to his town, Hollywood. It's Saturday night's main event, and the pleasure will be all ours. Jake Roberts with Damien says you have to squeeze harder when you squeeze the Macho Man. He says we have to squeeze the champion's air out of his body. We have to squeeze the fight out of the man. That's the only way you're going to squeeze the title off of a champion but they have ways to do it. He says, Macho Man, try me if you feel lucky. Randy Savage is with Elizabeth and says, Freak out, freak out. He says he's the number one wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation. He's the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, the Macho Man Randy Savage. He says, isn't that right, Elizabeth? She says, that's right, Randy, and he tells her to shut up and keep polishing his belt. He tells her if he loses tonight, it's her fault. Koku beware's with Frankie. He says he's got Nikolai Volkov, and tonight, brother, when he flies, he's going to drop some bombs all over you. 
Roddy Piper says he's probably the toughest son of an unnamed goat you've ever seen in your life. You want to see him fight? Put grandma to bed, make yourself a bologna sandwich, and watch him squish a couple of worms, Bob Orton and Jimmy Hart. It won't be a pretty sight, but he will be when it's finished. Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation say tonight they face the Killer Bees in a tag team match. They say the three best ways to kill a bee? Number one, swat them. Number two, spray them. Number three, give them a heart attack. Hulk Hogan says tonight the Hulkster faces his ultimate challenge. That's actually three years away, but I digress. He says he knew that someday a superhuman like Hercules would come along, the body of a god, the power of all the thunder and lightning in the heavens. He says, Hercules, I accept your challenge. Hercules, I'm ready for you. And what you're going to do when the 24-inch pythons challenge you? We then go to our opening credits. Vince McMahon welcomes us to the LA Sports Arena. He then brings on Jesse Ventura and says apparently he has grown a great deal of hair as Jesse has a wig on. Jesse says he is Hollywood and a professional sports announcer and he's not going to dignify McMahon's remarks with an answer. Mean Gene Oakland interviews Jake Roberts with Damien. Robert says, turn your back to me again, fool, as he comes up behind Gene and scared him with Damien. Robert says some people reach out to him and shake his hands, but few people shake them a second time. Nobody wants to trust the snake. He says he shook the world and they all made a noise when he challenged the macho man. He says, how can you know where he is headed when you don't know where he's been? He says some people are content in life to sit in their own stinking hometown in their own backyards playing in the sandbox, waiting for life to bring them something by. He says he's not that kind of man. He's not content with that. Like Haley's comment, nothing is stopping him. So Macho Man, tomorrow morning when they're dry cleaning your hair, you think back, I'm the one your mother warned you about. Vince and Jesse discuss the Macho Man. Jesse says Savage ain't no fool. He won't underestimate the snake but he certainly isn't going to be shaking like Mean Gene. Jesse says he couldn't tell if Mean Gene was holding a microphone or a vibrator. Jesse Ventura in 1986, people. Moving right along, Mean Gene interviews the Macho Man and Elizabeth. He asks Elizabeth if she is afraid of snakes, and Savage says forget her. He's the Intercontinental Champion. Mean Gene then asks Savage if he's afraid of snakes. Savage says it's totally impossible that he can be intimidated. After the match, He's going to make some boots and belts out of that creature. Mean Gene says, you're going to skin Damien? Savage says, no, forget about that. He's going to make a Jake skin belt. And unless Mean Gene starts to respect him, he's going to make a belt buckle out of him. He then says, Elizabeth, down that aisle. This is a very interesting match for the time. Both men are heels, but both are getting their share of cheers in this match. If I had to pick who got more cheers, I would give the slight advantage to Jake the snake. Intercontinental Championship match. Randy Savage with Elizabeth versus Jake Roberts with Damien. Savage gets a good ovation coming out considering he's a heel. Roberts goes after Elizabeth with Damien as a big DDT chant goes out. Savage points his finger at Roberts then backs up and hides behind Elizabeth when Roberts comes back with Damien. The bell rings and they circle each other. Savage points at Damien's bag. They both go for punches, but stop short of hitting each other. They lock up, and Savage gets a wrist lock. Roberts reverses it. Savage yanks Roberts down by the hair. 
Then another one. Roberts then returns the favor. Roberts with an arm drag. Savage backs up and steps on Damien's bag and freaks out. They lock up again. Roberts with a side headlock. Roberts with a takeover. Savage inks the hair to take back the advantage. They go back and forth. Savage goes to drop an elbow and misses. Roberts goes for the DDT, but Savage slips out of it and goes to the outside. Roberts comes out after Savage. Roberts stalks Savage until they both climb back in. Savage goes off the ropes and Roberts stops him short with a boot to the ribs. Roberts goes for the DDT, but Savage runs him into the corner. Savage with a series of left hands. Roberts reverses a corner whip, but Savage gets his boots up on the charge. Roberts falls down like he is out of it. Savage gets a two count. Savage drives Roberts face first into the mat. Another two count. Savage with a snap mare. He then drops a knee on Roberts. He gets another two count. Roberts with a shot to the midsection of Savage. Then an uppercut to Savage. Savage comes back with an elbow to the head of Roberts and Savage then hits Roberts with a double axe handle. Savage gets another two count. Savage choking Roberts on the top rope. He then snaps him off and covers him again for a two count. But Roberts gets his foot on the ropes. He goes to pin him again but can't get him. Savage drops another double axe handle on Roberts and gets a one count. Roberts coming back with shots of his own. Savage with an elbow shot. He ties Roberts up on the ropes. Savage grabs Damien's bag. He puts the bag under the ring. Savage on the apron as Roberts gets loose and he hits Savage with a knee lift as Savage was coming through the ropes. Roberts goes after the bag. Savage with a shot to the stomach as the DDT chant goes out again. Savage with a wrist lock. Roberts with a boot to the stomach. Roberts with a short clothesline. Roberts gets a two count, but Savage gets his foot on the ropes. Roberts hits a face buster. The crowd wants the DDT. Another two count, but Savage gets his foot on the ropes again. Roberts with a series of left jabs. Then a right hand knocks Savage down. Roberts with an Irish whip, but drops his head too early, and Savage kicks him in the face. Savage with a side headlock, but Roberts blocks a shot to the face and hits a big right hand to knock Savage down. Roberts goes for the DDT, but Savage is caught up in the ropes. Savage goes outside. Roberts goes outside after Savage. Savage puts Elizabeth back in front of him again. Roberts goes for Damien in the bag, so Savage hits him with a high knee from behind. He then climbs up to the top rope and hits a double axe handle to Roberts on the outside. He then puts Roberts on the inside and then climbs back up to the top rope. He hits Roberts with another double axe handle. He gets a two count. Savage climbs up again, but gets caught by Roberts with a shot as he comes off the top rope. Roberts with a left jabs. Savage fights back with a knee to the stomach of Roberts. Roberts drags Savage to the outside. He hits him and pushes him back in the ring. Savage attacks Roberts with boots to the midsection as he rolls back in. Referee Dave Hebner tries to stop Savage, so Savage throws him across the ring. Roberts hitting Savage with right and left hands. Hebner comes back over and Roberts also pushes him. Savage throws the chair into the ring as Hebner signals for the bell. Hebner tries to stop Savage from using the chair as Roberts grabs Damien and puts it on Savage so Savage and Hebner take off. Howard Finkel announces that both men have been disqualified. They show Bobby Heenan buying the contract of Hercules from Slick for a pile of money. The WWE really missed an opportunity several years ago to cash in on the whole Rickrolled thing by doing Slickrolled for a few weeks. You know, pay Slick some money, have him come in, have a wrestler open the door, and then he says, you've been Slickrolled. 
wasted opportunity. Mean Gene talks to Bobby Heenan and Hercules. Hercules says everybody knows Bobby Heenan is the smartest manager in professional wrestling, the kind of manager he wants to manage his career as the world heavyweight champion. Mean Gene says, wait a minute, you're not the champion yet. Heenan says, let me tell you something, Okerlund. Don't you get down on my champion. Show a little respect. Hercules says, I am the champion, over and over. Mean Gene then interviews Hulk Hogan. Hogan says the Pythons are ready. He says he's checked Hercules out. He's got the body of a god. He even looks like the real Hercules. He says Hercules could have been a Greek god. He could have been an immortal. Since he's led by Bobby Heenan, he's trained for the dude like he's an immortal. He starts spouting gibberish about hanging in the Garden of Eden with Eve and spending time on the Titanic to get ready for Hercules. He holds up his hand and says, Hercules, this is where the power lies. Mean Gene asks him about Hercules' new manager, Bobby Heenan. Hogan says it's the same old story with the weasel. He keeps throwing them at Hulk, and Hulk keeps throwing them down. He tells Hercules he is top shelf talent, but he's in Hulk's way. He's on Hulk's hit list. He's going to feel the wrath of Hulkamania. He holds his hand up again and says this is where the power lies. WWF World Championship Match Hulk Hogan versus Hercules with Bobby Heenan. Hogan gets a huge reaction when he comes out. Hogan gets in the ring and does his ear cupping thing to all four sides to a great ovation. They lock up for a test of strength. Hogan driven to his knees. He's fighting it. He makes his way back to his feet. Hercules drives his head into Hogan's midsection. He picks Hogan up on his shoulder and runs him into the corner. He hits Hogan with an elbow to the head. Hogan reverses a corner whip and follows it up with a corner clothesline. Hogan with a series of right hands to Hercules. Hogan with an Irish whip, but misses a clothesline and then hits Hercules with a high knee. Heenan gets up on the apron, so Hogan takes off after him. Heenan goes into the ring to get away from Hogan. Hercules jumps Hogan, but Hogan knocks him down. Hogan then slams Hercules down. Then Hogan goes to drop the elbow, but Hercules moves. Hercules drops a knee on Hogan. Hercules with a corner whip. Hogan falls to the canvas and Hercules drops the knees again and again. Jesse complains that Dave Hepner is refing again after being knocked out in the previous match. Hercules gets Hogan in a bear hug. He picks Hogan up and delivers a backbreaker. He gets Hogan up in what they call the Hercules backbreaker, or, as it is better known, the torture rack. Jesse says he heard Hogan quit. Hercules drops Hogan to the ground and raises his hand. Hebner puts Hercules' hand down and waves him off. Hercules arguing with Hebner. Hercules covers Hogan and gets a two count. Hogan hulks up. Hercules attacks with the right hand. No sale. Hogan coming back. Hogan blocking the right hand. He punches Hercules. He knocks Hercules down. A running elbow smash to Hercules. He then runs Hercules into the corner turnbuckle. Then into the opposite buckle. Then back to the first turnbuckle. He runs Hercules into it several times. He knocks Hercules down. Then the big boot, leg drop, and pin. Jesse says Hulk Hogan's power is in his hand meant that he is, has the referee in his back pocket. Since the ref is Dave Hebner, and considering what will go down 14 months from now, that's funny. Hogan must pose. I must say I didn't expect to see the torture rack on WWF TV in 1986. Roddy Piper comes up on a video screen and says, when we come back, you'll see what it's like to pay the piper. 
in a pre-taped interview, Jesse interviews Bob Orton and Jimmy Hart. Jesse says, we saw what Roddy Piper did to Adrian Adonis on the last Saturday night's main event. He says, Piper said it's now their turn. Hart says he hurt Adonis. That lunatic Piper used a heavy wooden crutch. Jesse says, that's right. He used a foreign object. But what's to say he won't do that again? He says to Bob Orton that he and Roddy Piper were best of friends. How's that going to determine the outcome of tonight's match? Orton says they were not friends. Piper used him. He did all of the dirty work while Piper stood back and got all the glory. Piper has never been a good wrestler. He always hid behind Orton. He then points to the camera and says, Piper, you have no one to hide behind tonight. Tonight, you have no friends. Video of the Roddy Piper Bob Orton friendship. Generic music here, but it was originally You're a Friend of Mine by Clarence Clemens and Jackson Brown. Mean Gene interviews Roddy Piper. Mean Gene says that Bob Orton says there was never any friendship between them. Piper says never any friendship, huh? Piper says he got women to go out with Orton. He picked them up out of the gutter. He stood him up, put a hat on him, and made him something. Now he has magnificent Morocco with him, the fat Albert of professional wrestling. They think they are so tough, so tough that Adrian Adonis comes and starts hitting him upside his head. Orton starts hitting him from the other side. Morocco starts to hit him from the front. It doesn't matter to him. Tonight, he takes care of Orton because he was rowdy before rowdy was cool. Roddy Piper versus Bob Orton with Jimmy Hart and Don Morocco. Piper gets a great ovation as he comes out. They lock up and go to a corner. They break clean and Piper gets away as Morocco tries to grab his leg from the outside. Morocco gets up on the apron and Piper spits at him. Piper goes to hit Morocco, who jumps off the apron. The referee throws Morocco out. Piper and Orton go back and forth with right hands. Piper hits a lot of body shots and hits a bulldog on Orton. Orton begging off. Piper grabs Orton and bites his face. Piper with a corner whip that leads Orton upside down in the corner. Then a classic Piper eye poke. Then Piper with an uppercut. Then a big right hand knocks Orton down. Piper with a knee lift to Orton. That gets a two count for Piper. Piper with an Irish whip. But Piper drops his head and Orton hits a big right hand. Orton with a shot and an inverted backbreaker. That gets a two count as a Roddy chant goes out. Orton drops an elbow for another two count on Piper. Orton misses another elbow drop. Hart climbs up and grabs Piper for Orton to hit. Piper moves and Orton stops short of hitting Hart. Piper with a double axe handle that knocks Orton into Hart and Piper rolls Orton up to win. Crowd goes insane at the win. Mean Gene interviews Roddy Piper. Mean Gene says he's got to be pleased with his performance. Piper says he's pleased he got the pink cowboy hat off of him, he guesses. Not pleased that Adrian Adonis is still hitting him in the head. Don Morocco is still out there. The work has just begun. A small victory like that isn't worth it. Mean Gene says all of a sudden you've become a crowd favorite. He says he knows Piper didn't set out to win any popularity contests, but he has. Piper said, I don't know, when I was in high school, I was voted most likely to marry the cheerleading squad. He says he's not running for president. He fights to feed people. What Orton and Morocco wear are dresses. He wears a kilt. When it comes right down to it, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's much better. Tag team match. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart with Jimmy Hart versus the Killer Bees, Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair. Mean Gene talks to the Hart Foundation. He says if they beat the Killer Bees tonight, they will be that much closer to a title shot with the British Bulldogs. 
Jimmy Hart says that is their goal. Bret Hart says, we are the world. Jim Norton Hart says, no, we are the champions. Mean Gene says, that's easier said than done. Exactly. How are you planning on defeating the killer bees? Jimmy Hart says that we're going to clip their wings. Bret Hart says, snap their stingers. Jim Neidhart says, and when we're done with them, they won't be called the killer bees. They're going to be called the wing bees. Brett and Brunzel start. Lock up and push off. Another lock up and Brett with a forearm to the back. Brett with an Irish whip. He misses a clothesline. Brunzel comes back with a high knee. Brunzel with an arm drag. Blair tagged in. He hits an elbow smash to Hart. Blair with a wrist lock. They go to an inset promo that Mean Gene did with the Killer Bees earlier while they were wearing their mask. They confuse Mean Gene by both claiming that they are Brian Blair. While this is going on, both Blair and Brett get two counts from roll-ups. Nightheart tagged in. Blair does an arm drag and a wrist locked on him and tags Brunzel back in. Killer Beast with a double back elbow to Nightheart. Brunzel then goes back to the wrist lock on Nightheart. Nightheart with an Irish whip. Brett plants a knee into Brunzel's back when he hits the ropes. Brunzel in the heels corner and Brett tagged in. Nightheart holds Brunzel on his knees so that Brett can drop an elbow on his throat from the second rope. Brett covers, but the referee was out of position. So Brett only gets a two count from him. He tries again and only gets another two count from him. Nightheart tagged in. He hits a standing drop kick on Brunzel. Nightheart with a rear chin lock on Brunzel. Brunzel tries to get out of it with elbows at Nightheart. Brett tagged back in. He hits Brunzel with an elbow and a headbutt. Back and forth with shots. Brett with a big forearm. They get Brunzel in their corner. Brett distracts the referee while Nightheart chokes Brunzel with the tag rope. That brings Blair in trying to stop it. The referee cuts Blair off, allowing the Hart Foundation to double-team Brunzel. Nightheart tagged in and guillotines Brunzel on the top rope, and Brett then puts his boots on Brunzel's throat. Nightheart goes Blair into the ring so that the referee will stop him so the Hart Foundation can double-team again. Brett drops an elbow on Brunzel to prevent him from making the tag. Hart hits a backbreaker. Brett misses another elbow when Brunzel moves out of the way. Brett throws Brunzel to the outside where he lands hard. They go to a commercial break. And when they come back, Brunzel is finally making his way back into the ring. He hits Brett with a shoulder block from the apron and then Sunset flips into the ring. He gets a two count on Brett. Brett with a stomp to the hamstring. Nightheart tagged in. He hits Brunzel with a forearm to the back. He then gets Brunzel in a front face lock. Brett tagged back in. They go back and forth with shots. Brett goes for a European uppercut. Brunzel hooks both arms and goes for a backslide. He gets a two count. Brett with a side headlock. Brunzel pushes off. Brunzel drops down and then hits a big drop kick to Brett. Nightheart tagged in and trying to cut off Brunzel from making the tag. He gets the tag, but the referee didn't see it. He doesn't allow Blair in. The Hart Foundation take advantage and throw Brunzel to the outside. Nightheart then knocks Blair off the apron. The Killer Bees go under the ring and put their mask on. Blair then gets in the ring and punches Nightheart. He knocks Nightheart down and then hits Brett hard. Blair taking both members of the Hart Foundation on in the ring. He hits Brett with an atomic drop. Brett walks into the wrong corner and Brunzel claps both of his ears. Brunzel runs Nightheart into Brett. Blair with a sleeper on Nightheart. Brett climbs up top. That brings Brunzel in. The referee cuts Brunzel off, allowing Brett to hit Blair from the second rope with a double axe handle. The referee goes to get Brett out of the ring. 
so Brunzel takes Blair's place on the mat. Brett tagged in. He tries to set Brunzel up for something, but Brunzel gets him in the inside cradle to get the pin. Mean Gene interviews Coco Beware with Frankie. Coco says he and Frankie are both fired up. He says they want to go all over the world and Frankie wants to go to Russia. Mean Gene asks to Moscow. Coco says everywhere and blow. That was just a weird interview. Nikolai Volkov with Slick versus Coco Beware with Frankie. Koloff in the ring to do the Soviet National Anthem gimmick. Jesse interviewed Volkov and Slick earlier. Slick says to wrestle good, you've got to feel good. To feel good, you've got to look good. To look good, it takes money. To get money, you've got to have the guiding hand of the Slickster over your career. Slick says he doesn't know Coco from a coconut, but he's the one who better beware. Because the only way the Slickster likes his bird is deep fried. I see what you did there, Slick. Volkov says Slick's not like most Americans. He's an honest man. Slick number one, Russia number one, Nikolai Volkov number one. Sheik is going to go after Volkov with his clubs if Volkov keeps infringing on his gimmick. Volkov attacks Ware before the bell as the referee tries to get Slick out of the ring. He drops knees on Ware in the corner. He keeps beating him down in the corner. The referee tries to get Volkov off. Volkov with a corner whip, but Ware leapfrogs over the charge in. Ware with body shots to Volkov. He knocks Volkov down. Ware hits a proto-Frankensteiner on Volkov. Then a pair of drop kicks to Volkov. He gets the two count. Volkov picks Ware up and drops him throat first on the top rope. He hits Ware with a scoop slam. He misses the knee drop. Ware goes up top and hits a missile drop kick to Volkov. He gets a two count. Volkov with knees to Ware. He hits a backbreaker on Ware. He picks Ware up after a one count. Scoop slam to Ware. Slick calls Volkov over to give him some advice, and Ware rolls him up for the three count. Mean Gene interviews Hulk Hogan. Mean Gene says Jesse Ventura saw some weaknesses in Hulk. Hogan says some of what Jesse sees, he misinterprets. If you talk about weaknesses, he's dead wrong. A man of equal strength, equal wrestling ability. He said against Hercules, the deck is stacked in his favor. When the going gets rough, he reaches for his Hulkamaniacs. They turn him from a mere mortal to Superman. Anyone who gets in his way, the big wheels of Hulkamania are going to grind you and eat you alive. The Hulkster won't be here forever, but Hulkamania is going to live forever. Mean Gene interviews Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji. Mean Gene asks Morocco that it's his second appearance in the ring tonight. Does he think it will hurt his chances? Morocco says he took the match for two reasons. He said so that he could protect Bob Orton and Jimmy Hart from that lunatic Roddy Piper. The second reason is they like that Rebel song, and Mr. Fuji starts singing Dixie, and now that is going to be burned in my brain forever. Don Morocco with Mr. Fuji versus Dick Slater. Morocco rams Slater's head into the turnbuckle, then a double head clap and a throat thrust to Slater. Morocco with a corner whip. Morocco follows it up with a right hand and a back elbow. Morocco goes for an airplane spin, but Slater slips off and goes for a roll-up. He gets a two count. Slater with a right hand. Then another right hand by Slater. Slater with an elbow to the head. Slater with an Irish whip and a back elbow. Slater with a boot heel to the eyes of Morocco. Slater with an elbow smash from the top rope. He gets a two count, but Mr. Fuji puts Morocco's foot on the ropes. Slater with a throat thrust and a side headlock. 
Slayer comes off the ropes, but Mr. Fuji trips him. Morocco misses an elbow drop. Morocco hits a clothesline and gets the pin. Vince and Jesse recap what has happened that night, and they say they'll be back on New Year's weekend before signing off from Hollywood. We then get our end credits. So final thoughts, a fun little show that is worth it for the Savage Roberts match alone. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 